0: means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. All right, and once you're looking good, you should come out and see us. And where's the first place that you can see us this season? It's going to be at GQ's Craft House on October 26th. Why? Because Alf decided, he's a masochist, he decided that our first watch party of the season, our first Miami Heat watch party, should be a road game against the the best-in-the-conference Bucks. because we need to extend our record to 0-12 on watch parties. So maybe it'll happen, maybe it won't. It probably will happen. We'll probably be 0-12. But anyway, you can drink great beer. We'll be at GQ's Craft House. That's at 4457 North University Drive in Lauderhill. So we're going up to North, kind of northwest Broward a little bit, Going to see some of our people up there we will have watch parties a little bit further south later in the season we're going to do this one a little bit up north we'll be there starting at about five o'clock so this is the first ever five on the floor watch party we got a clean slate we're zero and zero here's the big thing about it tons of free food and we're going to have some t-shirt giveaways and obviously they got great craft beer so it's saturday october 26th at five o'clock saturday october 26th at five o'clock and when the heat lose it's alf's fault
1: Welcome to 5 on the Floor, a Miami Heat and NBA podcast from Ethan Skolnick with Alban Sydney, a.k.a. Alvon 954, brought to you by the 5 Reasons Sports Network.
2: You know, lo- we love these stories. You, you really do. Guys that uh, basically take it, they make you watch them, uh, they work for it, uh, and then Uh, they end up pushing you to make uh, you know bigger decisions
3: all right everybody welcome into five on the floor i am your host for this evening alphonse sydney aka Alf 954 ethan skolnick is out of town but me and tropical blanket aka alex toledo i always do that shit backwards Alex Toledo, a.k.a. Tropical Blanket, had just come back from tonight's preseason game against the Houston Rockets, a game that the Houston Rockets played like it was game seven of the Western Conference Finals, except they actually won this one. Um, they Yeah, they played all their guys. They played James Harden deep into the fourth quarter. Uh, Russell Westbrook got hurt. Um, but besides that, it was a fun game, exciting game. Kendrick Nunn dropped 40. Was it just a straight 40, Alex? Yep, straight 40. Uh, yeah, clean so Ken, 40. a clean 40 burger, which is kind of wild. And we're going to get into that and what it kind of means for the uh, the season and for the roster and what what does that really do to the bench rotation. And we also have the man Lefty Lafe, Leif, Leif Sylvander or Greg Sylvander, whatever. I got, I'm getting everybody's name wrong. Lefty Lafe, say what's up to the people. What's up, that, what's up? So Lefty Leif is joining us all the way from South Carolina. It's funny. I go to South Carolina like twice a year, and I'm always like, Leif, uh, can we meet up? And no matter where I am in South Carolina, he's three hours away. This is true. And it, I'm telling you, I think he's doing it on purpose.
2: Dog, I'm by the coast. I'm by the coast.
3: Hey, I'm in Rock Hill. Oh, that's three hours away. I'm in Charleston. That's three hours away. Nah, you ain't never said that. Carolina, I'm, ne- is that big? <laughs> I'm next door. I'm three hours away. Uh, and somehow, Nikaias is always three hours away from me as well, which is <laughs> wild. Um, I didn't know South Carolina was that big, but anyway, on to the game, right? Uh, so, starting off, you had you had a starting lineup that was new, right? I don't think we've ever seen these five together. It was Justice Wins- Winslow, Ken- Kendrick Nunn, Bam Adebayo, Myers Leonard, and Duncan Robinson. Um and Alice, I'll go to you first. That lineup did not perform very well. I don't think we're gonna see that lineup at all this season. So what could you really take away from the starters tonight?
4: Yeah, a lot would have to go wrong for us to see this lineup again. But uh no, you're right. Duncan Robinson struggled. He went you know, he went one of seven. That was the main reason. You know, that he's out there. It's a space to floor for everybody else that he wasn't doing his job on that part. He was also kind of getting roasted, too, on defense. You know, he's a little bit stronger than he was last season. so He's able to hold up a little bit better than, like, Tyler Hero, per se. But, yeah, they struggled in those first few minutes that they were out there together.
3: And then what what we've been talking about a lot is as soon as that second unit came in, when Goran Dragic came in, uh, uh, Derek Jones Jr., and they started facing the Houston Rockets second unit. What had happened? They came back and Hi- Hero came in and they, Hero hit a couple shots. But I mean, I, Goron was lighting up. Goron was, was going crazy. Kelly was hitting shots. And Kelly Olenek came off the bench. We're going to talk a little bit more about Kelly O'Linick as well. So I kind of, with this episode, I want to talk about now the, the preseason's done. I think Wednesday's the first game of the regular season what is this rotation going to look like, right? So, And and before we get into that, Leif, you said you had some – we just talked about Duncan Robinson getting cooked a little bit. You saw something tonight from Tyler Hero that might be concerning going forward and might actually affect the rotation.
2: Yeah, I mean, I don't know that it will impact the rotation necessarily. It was just – it was evident to me in the first quarter – that there was a couple possessions where uh, Eric Gordon and Russell Westbrook, granted, both of those dudes are very capable offensive players, that they kind of had Hero out on an island on the wing, and uh, they were able to go right by him, like literally and get directly to the rim. And I just thought it was interesting to see that a little bit when you have starters playing prominent roles in games and it's not against second-string or third-string guys. And I would anticipate that other teams are probably going to test Hero too. And uh, I just think that that's something that we have to watch because it's something that uh, obviously could um, hurt his ability to be effective in certain ways. But luckily I kind of think that the offense that he brings will offset that.
3: Well, what I will say about that is Jimmy Butler wasn't in the starting lineup, right? So if you have justice and Jimmy on the perimeter, they could take the Harden and Russell Westbrook, or they can take the Harden and Eric Gordon assignments. So, you're not going to face that many teams that have a third wing that can give Tyler Harold that the Tyler Harold that kind of problem. Like, and Houston that's a great is a team point.
4: that uh, goes to that offensive strategy a lot, where they will look out for the mismatch. They'll go and they'll run the pick and roll, and they'll have somebody switch on to so Harden or Westbrook or Air Gordon. And frankly, all three of those guys are way too big for Harold to really do anything on. You know, he's, he's he's decent at like getting to his spots on defense. I just and he had some IQ, nice but yeah.
3: he had some nice defensive moments tonight, but the problem is if he's struggling against a guy, it's not like you can switch Duncan Robinson on him to shut him down. So, so that was part part of the problem with the starting lineup tonight. That was part of how part of why it was kind of tough to judge them. Um, but Bam had a really nice game. Bam put up uh, what were the numbers? Bam put up thirteen,
4: uh, about eleven rebounds and six assists.
2: <laughs> six for six from the
4: field. Yep. Alex called it an almost triple double. I, <laughs> I
3: was like, "That's a reach. That's that's a, you can't be four assists away." I from think a I think I might have
4: said that for Justice as well. I don't
3: remember. <laughs> that might have been with turnovers. No, just kidding. That definitely wasn't uh, Justice. Justice had an un- uneven performance tonight, but the defense was pretty good until the second half when the Rockets blew it open. So let's get away, uh, let's get away from this game. After the break, we will go toward We will talk more about this game and we will talk more about Kendrick Nunn. But What we can take from this game, and I guess what we can look at going forward.
4: Um, I have a take about that. Do not play Duncan Robinson and Myers Leonard together in a starting lineup ever again.
3: And that's not going (laughs) to I don't think that will ever happen again. There was a lot of Duncan Robinson in the starting lineup in preseason. I'm not sure where that came from. I guess so, but fill in for what if you don't have an established starting rotation? Well, I
4: guess because they they brought back Olynyk so late, I guess they're just kind of uh, gradually integrating him off the bench. because I mean, they've done that before, but that's what I thought. Isn't
3: he coming for, for Myers
4: Leonard? Yeah, but the thing is, at one point, there, there wasn't a game where, like, they started Duncan but not Myers or something like that. Like, they always had at least one shooter. No, Myers just
3: started every, every game. So, okay, so, okay, let's go – let's start there, right? And let's – the starting the starting lineup, point guard. I think we all agree it should be Justice Winslow. Layfer, are you, are, you're there with us on that. Absolutely. Shooting guard, to me, you cannot deny Tyler Hero, Hero the shooting guard position. The starting shoot uh, the starting two guard position. How what? How could you justify anybody else in that role right now? I think
2: he's absolutely earned it. Um I, I just it's always interesting seeing if Spo will actually go with a rookie to kick off uh, a season especially with a with the team that is trying to win um but he's earned it. He's played well enough to get it. So I mean, I would expect that that would be the guy too.
3: Now here's my here's my thing about the starting two guard position. Did Dion Waiters start a single game this preseason as shooting guard?
4: Nope.
3: So how can you go into the game to game one of the regular season with Deion Waiters as your shooting guard?
2: Because that wants to be it. (laughs) Yeah, in his own mind, I think that he would be ready to do that, but it would be more likely Jimmy would slide to the two and they would adjust accordingly.
3: Slide to the two and then you would start Duncan Robinson, Derrick Jones Jr.? Derrick Jones Jr. hasn't started a single game either.
2: Yeah, no, he's he's a bench, uh, like, spark plug kind of guy. So, I mean, this is an interesting discussion because maybe – it, it's kind of a question of do you need the spacing or are you really trying to get your best five on the floor? I think I, I know Alf, uh, Myers Leonard is your boy, and and I do. I love everything that he's done this preseason. But I think eventually Olenek will probably um, I
3: absolutely take over agree with for him in, in the I, starting
2: lineup. So you'll have Olenek and Bam, and then you feel like Jimmy and, and Justice are shoo-ins, but it's that fifth guy that it's hard for me to peg.
3: I see. I don't think it's hard because – if you, the shooting guard the the people that have, the the guys who started as shooting guard this season are Jimmy Butler he's not going to play shooting guard right because he's we don't have anyone else on this team that can start as small forward who else will start as small forward if Jimmy slides to the 2 so we got to take him out right Tyler Hero has started at the 2 guard position looked great uh playing next to Justice Winslow Playing next to Justice Winslow, that's when he scored the fir- uh, fourteen points.
4: Yep. The first fourteen points, right? And that was the same thing that happened with Duncan Robertson going off last night, uh, you know, playing alongside Justice Jimmy and Bam. He went so uh, then he go five of ten and like four for eight from three against Orlando. Okay, so Tyler Wait. Tyler Maybe Hero.
2: we're maybe we're totally overthinking this. Jimmy loves Tyler Hero, so it's I don't gonna s- be Tyler Hero. I'm telling
3: you, I don't think there's any other person there's nobody there's nobody else you could slide in there. Nobody else has even started that In the two guard position, that you can make a good case that would start first game of the regular season. Kendrick Nunn. Kendrick, okay, so Kendrick (laughs) Nunn started at two guard today. You think he's starting Kendrick Nunn? If he's not going to start Tyler Hero, you think Spo is going to start Kendrick Nunn?
4: I kind of want him to now. I okay. really hope this happens.
3: Let's not do the – let's not – Gerald Green had a great preseason one time. All right.
2: I don't know. 40 is a big number. I mean, if you look back, there has been very – there's not been very many guys that have scored 40 in the preseason. This means something, man. Uh,
3: okay, <laughs> sure. It does. I have think we even talked about him yet? No, no. I want to talk about him in the second half. Okay. And it's and, and I'm going to get to that eventually, right? And then – okay, so if it's not Tyler Hero, it's probably going to be Deion Waiters, right? Deion Waiters did not come into this basketball game until seven minutes left in the second quarter tonight. Like, what does that say? It's not that he wasn't available. He played 10 minutes the entire night. No,
2: and he's been away from the team, you know, like recently, uh, for personal reasons, whatever that means. Um, I, I, I saw something I on been, IG where he was posting the Jay-Z song uh, that it, I happen to love, but uh, the title of it is Politics as Usual. Um, so I don't know what that is alluding to. Yeah, come on. Say uh, it, so it right. Politics I, I don't know. I, I like get, get your theory?
3: theory? Say it right. Politics as usual. What's That's, up? You have to say it the way Jay-Z says it. Politics as usual. Politics po- as usual. As usual. <laughs> but anyway, what's more important is he played last night, right? How many minutes did he play uh, Thursday night?
4: Not sure. He played more than ten. Oh yeah, no, no, no doubt. He posts. He was just part of the rotation. He was a. He was, a, you know, he was their second guard off the bench. He throws this uh, Jay Z
3: song title on Instagram, and then tonight he comes in with seven
4: minutes left in the second quarter. Could it just be some? regular load management because Goran only played 16 minutes.
3: Yeah. But you don't load manage guys and start them late. You load manage guys by bringing oh, them in when they normally come in.
4: So and you're just talking about going forward, whether his case is, is going forward as a starter. Yeah. There's no, to me, oh, yeah, I don't, I don't think to me, the, be a starter. The,
3: the, to me, the, t- if you read all the tea leaves, there's no way, uh, Dion Waiters is a starter. Right? So to me, it's Justice Winslow, Tyler Hero, Jimmy Butler, until Kelly is 100% and they're confident, I think Myers Leonard plays the four and then Bam plays the five.
4: Especially now that we've seen how effective Goron can be as a six man. It's, My God. It's,
3: it's it's not fair. It's a cheat code when he comes in against other second units.
4: It's so perfect.
3: It really is. It's a Dwayne Wade role of last year, but probably a little bit more efficient.
4: Yeah. And the thing is, is like when he first got here, I was talking about with... I was talking about this with you at the game. He was doing these things where he was just driving to the rim every other play. He was, you know, he would elbow up the big man and get in the score. He not, he doesn't really do it anymore. He doesn't even do the post stuff where he gets in and does all those little fakes. He's mostly a perimeter scorer now, and that's way harder to do if you're starting against starting caliber point guards that are a lot faster, more athletic than you. He's playing against backup point guards. He can get to that. Uh, pull-up three that he had in the game, you know, all these other moves where he's just looking comfy as hell because he doesn't have to worry so much about the overwhelming athleticism and skill. Even today, Spo rolled out a four-guard lineup. Oh, I think we're going to see that for sure. Because I, mean, I think that's just because, you know, JJ's still out and... Well, not even that. The versatility of
3: Justice lets you do that. It was Justice, Goron... And KZ was out too. Yeah, you had Justice, Goron, Nun and um, who else was, Justice, Goron, Nunn, and Hero were on the floor at the same time with Kelly and i At first, I hated it, but then they actually they actually went on a huge run um I know he'll probably
4: use that sparingly, but so I wonder if Kelly's run with Dragic there is gonna make Spo think twice about maybe just keeping kelly to uh, off the bench to start the season just because of how well that second unit was to me was if kelly, to me there's two
3: reasons that Kelly would come off the bench to start the season, one because they don't feel like he's ready for the for the minutes because. He's had so much time off, and two because of the way Myers Leonard is rebounding right now. Um, You cannot deny the fact that his Myers rebounding is crucial.
4: Yeah, his four rebounds tonight really propelled them. to Listen, how many? No, but Alex's point is well No, you're right. You're right. Come on. but, those
2: uh, two combinations make it that where they have the luxury of easing Ko back into the lineup. Sure. I just think that ultimately the analytics point to those two guys working so well, Bam and Ko. Yeah, Bam and that, Ko. Uh, that
3: that's oh, how no, that'll no. shake and out. And Goron and Myers
4: work really well together. Yeah. Um. So okay. So Kelly just helps get other guys going. And Kelly, once again, let's just to get this out of the way. The two games that he's played, he's came out. He's come out and showed that he is definitively. A better player than Myers Leonard, I think, on both ends because he's out there making plays. Uh, you know, he had that little and one play. Like Myers Leonard could only wish of doing things off the ball like that. Myers Leonard has been, you know, I gotta give him credit. He's hitting threes. He's doing stuff on the inside too, dunking on Vucevic, which he Twitter loves him for. But Leonard is doing stuff. On, you know, he knows exactly where to and be on defense. Also, he's, he's making playing for other people. He's hitting threes super comfortably, by the way.
3: And tonight was a bad. It was
4: really was a really bad matchup. For Myers, hell yeah! <laughs> Again, they're always seeking out switches, and you put Duncan Robinson and Myers Leonard on this. Like it's it's there's a reason Harden had like whatever he had forty set forty four. It was forty four. Yeah.
3: I mean, I, I don't want to take a lot from tonight's game. What I overall from the preseason, what I can say is Myers Leonard is a good. Uh, he can slide into the Kelly role for now, but I think eventually you're right. The Kelly and Bam numbers are too overwhelming. To ignore, those guys need to start together. All right, we're going to take a quick break here, and when we come back, now that we've kind of come to a, a uh, an agreement on what the starting lineup is, we're going to start talking about the bench rotation and what Kendrick Nunn's 40-burger tonight might mean for Dion Waiters. We'll be right back.
0: Ethan Skolnick here for the Five on the Floor podcast on the Five Reasons Sports Network. Before we get to today's episode, I want to make sure that if you're going to bet this weekend, you do it over at BetDSI.com. That's BetDSI.com. Use the promo code 5101. That's F-I-V-E 101. You'll get a bonus there right at the very start. Something to play with as you go forward. And, of course, you can bet the games as they're happening, before they're happening. And also, you can bet the futures. You can still get in on the Miami Heat. They're at 43. Three, money's not quite as great on that as it was a few weeks ago when i told you to bet the over but you still can do it it's at 43 right now if you feel good about the heat's chances to get into the high 40s as we do that's a good place to go obviously you can bet the panther games and of course you've got uh, you you know, got the hurricanes coming up against georgia tech i believe they're a 20 point favorite and of course the miami dolphins announced that ryan fitzpatrick is their starter again up in buffalo so if you believe in fitz magic Take the Dolphins. They actually covered last week. So go to BetDSI.com. That's BetDSI.com. Promo code 5101.
3: All right, and we're back. We are back with Tropical Blanket, a.k.a. Alex Toledo. <laughs> I did that on purpose this time. And Lefty Leif of Miami Heat Beat and Five Reasons Sports. Um, So we, I think we kinda, we've come to a consensus on what the starting lineup is going to be, right? I think we all think... Whether it's Myers or Kelly Olenek, eventually it'll be Kelly Olenek, and we feel like Hero should be in that shooting guard role. Dragic is...
4: Myers, by the way, only played 12 minutes. I'm just noticing that right now. So I guess it was just a theme of load management yeah, listen, tonight for certain th- players. This
3: game is a throwaway game, right? I, I don't take a lot from what happened tonight. I, I, I'm a little concerned with Justice's uneven play. But then, you know, last night he throws up 12 assists. It's the second night of a back to back. It's preseason. He probably doesn't even really care. So I don't know what to do with Three of five. He was three of five. He was efficient. Um, and then, like, when, he, when it was time, when he, when he was playing out there with, with Dragic and you got Duncan Robinson off the floor, like. I mean, they, two
4: assists and five turnovers is not yeah, ideal. Yeah, the five turnovers was, was rough.
3: But anyway, I, I, like I said, I, I, throw, I throw this game away. So now we're, we're going to start talking about the bench rotation because I've, I've said over and over and over again this offseason that this second unit has the potential to be the best or one of the best second units in the league, and that's going to be led by Goran Dragic. So we've already established that we think Justice Winslow is a starter. Goran Dragic is your first guy off the bench. Now, tonight, I always, I think DJJ has been, has been the second guy off the bench a lot. But I've I've always thought that the core of that second unit was going to be Goran Dragic and Deion Waiters. Tonight, with Deion Waiters playing 10 minutes, and it didn't look like a load management role. It really didn't. And Kendrick Nunn Nunn dropping 40. Leif, do you see a, a scenario where Kendrick Nunn is going, going to be taking major minutes away from Deion Waiters?
2: Um, I, you know, it's funny. I, I do, but not necessarily because um, of positions or because Kendrick Nunn scored 40 tonight or anything like that. I just think there's something that don't quite smell right about the Deion Waiters situation, and I don't know exactly what that is, Um, but there's like a similar... To the JJ situation because like you got a guy that needs to get in shape but you're not playing him which will enable him to get in shape so like there's some contradictory kind of um, back and forth there and then also Dion if you're if you're gearing him up for a six man microwave scorer role. Um, for him to only get 10 minutes tonight, we know that he has expressed that he wants to start. So, um, And then obviously with the stuff we've already talked about that's been on social media, um, there's just something weird there, that, at least from my perspective. Uh, Kendrick Nunn, th- this is the beauty of this particular team. Kendrick Nunn's emergence, as well as Goran Dragic being such a key piece off the bench and being able to score the way that he's able to and actually be a starting point guard if we need him to – it's an it, it's it's like such a luxury to have because now like when Justice Winslow has some uneven scoring nights, you have Dragic. None can step in and play, and and they and I don't think positions matter with these guys. I think that you're going to be able to play them together. You're going to be able to you know like have none and Dragic on the court at the same time, even maybe you know depending on who we're up against. So, um, so I do see him having a role. How big of a role? Uh, it, it's unclear initially when the season starts. But that's where the trading market's going to get interesting because you're going to have an expiring in Dragic or if Waiters finds a new home, maybe a place like Detroit, um, like then all of a sudden you open up minutes for Kendrick.
3: Stop being coy. Stop being coy with the Detroit thing. You know, a little hey, fun.
2: man, I, I just I I've heard whispers of There's Detroit some being nuggets. a place Dion may 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 end up. But, you know, I don't want to be too much Ooh-hoo. of a rumor monger.
3: All right, okay, so we just got a lay f- saucy nugget. Say it again. Where do you think that D- – uh, wh- where have you heard Dion might end up?
2: All I've heard is that Detroit is a possible destination for Dion Waiters in the event that they uh, find a new home for him. I've heard uh, Langston Galloway's name uh, brought up in terms of, like, one player that uh, could come back in a, in a deal like that. I'm hoping there's could a pick shape- in there. And it, it, it well, and there would be another player involved as well. And I'm kind of just piecing this together by connecting dots and adding up salaries, but it would also enable the heat to get a little further under that hard cap. Um, so it's just something to think about. That's all I'll say.
3: lay <laughs> <laughs> with the coin nugget. Um, Alex, what do you think when it comes to Kendrick Nunn's coming out party? And like, let's, let's not act like tonight's the only night that Kendrick Nunn has shown us something. Kendrick Nunn might have been the best player in Summer League on the heat.
4: Oh yeah, he was and he got uh, the second team. He got I, the all Summer League second team. Yeah, I know that
3: there. I know is, I know people think that's, you know, sacrilegious to say that it wasn't Tyler Hero. Kendrick but Also you got to remember Kendrick Nunn is older. He's a he's he's a more seasoned player. Yeah,
4: and he was also a first round talent before some stuff happened with him. Some but.
3: stuff happened. We're not going to get into all that cuz that's none of our damn business. But Kendrick Nunn his emergence over the course of summer league and the preseason, do you think that has an impact on how they feel about Dion Waiters or just Dion Waiters minutes or whatever? Is he a main part of a nine, 10 man rotation or is he going to be the 11th, 12th man and Dion Waiters
4: are going to settle right back into his role? See, so I think it's going to start that way. I think there's like, it would be shocking to me if, uh, Spolt just came out gunning with Kendrick Nunn getting more playing time than Deion Waiters, but I wouldn't be surprised if Spolt just looks at him as, oh, you know, we got options the same way that he looks at Duncan Robinson as like if we need shooting, we got Duncan Robinson we could throw in or even, you know, Devon Reed, who was just hitting Ellie every pull-up three in the book, apparently. But um, now you know, I
3: will say something about Devon Reed. Devon Reed is probably going to be a, on a two-way contract if they keep Devon Reed because be sometimes they Soba. well they're, they're going to have two, right? Yeah. yeah. So and
2: they've already announced. Well, they haven't announced, but it's been reported uh, that uh, Silva was uh, offered a two-way contract tonight, directly after the game.
3: Oh wow! I wouldn't be surprised at all. He he reminds them and the fans so much of Ud, right? Their just the frame whole, is almost identical. Except I he's mean, this, got a couple inches on him. Yeah, and I I I, I, I would be super surprised of Chris Silva if that report is wrong. And then don't the, the other guy that impressed the most is Devon Reed, but. The Heat have a tendency to throw that curveball. Um, and correct me if I'm wrong, anybody on a two way contract can only spend 45 days
4: with the main squad, right? Yep. They're going to have to get uh, sent back to Sioux Falls. But that's what they've been doing clearly is just kind of stocking up their, you know, their farm system in Sioux Falls by, you know, they exchange those two players. I guess they just, you know, decided that they'd rather go after those guys for their Sioux Falls team. They're going to stick. Um, uh, you know, they're going to stick KZ there. They're going to stick Devon Reed there, Chris Silva. But, so, uh, Al-
3: so Alex, you think that Kendrick Nunn is he- not going to immediately take those minutes from Dion, but you think at some point it's going to be the Kendrick Nunn show off the bench?
4: Yes, but also it's like, all right, let's say that we go into game one of the regular season with the starting lineup that everybody wants to see, which is, you know, Justice at the point, Hero at the two, Jimmy at the three, and then one of Kelly or Myers at the four and Bam at the five, right? So... Spo could go with Kendrick Nunn over Duncan Robinson in the bench if he wants to because that's where the minutes are, right? It's like, I think it's gonna depend on the matchup. I think his thing is like, there's so many. This team is so deep that he's got he's got guys he can pluck for whatever matchup is necessary.
3: To me, it's a nine man rotation. Has um, he been
4: playing ten this whole preseason?
3: Yeah, but it's the preseason. You, do you get you you bring in guys that probably wouldn't sniff the floor in the regular season, and we,
4: we talked about our starting. But, w- we talked about start. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. He he said something yesterday before the Magic game that the 10 guys I'm throwing out today, are the 10 guys I want to look at. And Duncan was a part of that.
2: Yeah. I mean, I, I think to start the season that they may go 10 deep because it's a long season. But, you know, Riley's mantra has always been play nine, trust seven or play nine, trust six. It's something both like done that. Similar. Um, so I think you know inevitably as the season unfolds and they start to get into playoff positioning and obviously there's going to be injuries that have implications on rotations and playing time I think they'll land on nine and it'll be interesting to see what those nine are so I agree with Alf that it is a nine man rotation eventually but starting out an 82 game season especially with KO still you know kind of getting back in the swing of things I think uh, a 10 man uh, start will probably be the way they go
3: But here's my thing if you include Duncan Robinson in a ten-man rotation. What happens to James Johnson? Is KZ, is KZ Akpala even in the immediate plans, or is oh, he no. going to Sioux Falls? No, not at That's all. Clearly not. Uh, see, I yeah. see. I, gonna... I think he's going to spend. I think he's going to spend a lot of time in Sioux Falls. Personally,
2: yeah. That and also just being in practice around all all the veterans and, like, literally letting him get reps, defending Jimmy day after day. That's the kind of thing. They like to have these guys around the team and around, you know, obviously the culture. Um, so, like, the, the I think that that's going to be kind of the path for KZ this season. Uh, Duncan Robinson's going to get minutes at a, a times. So, you know, I think he's definitely a guy that will uh, see the floor more than, uh, than KZ will.
4: I, I, would you say that Kendrick Nunn is going to be in ahead of Duncan Robinson or the other way around St- to, uh, to start uh, out,
2: You already nailed it. It's all about matchups. If they are midway through the second quarter and they have 22 points and they can't hit the broad side of a barn, they're going to throw Duncan Robinson in the game to try to either uh, ignite the offense or to create space for guys to to make plays. If they're playing a team that all of a sudden has like four guards out on the court, which there are plenty of NBA teams that try to do that kind of stuff then you're going to see them have the opportunity to bring in none. I think if they need like a ball hawking guard, if there's like a particular matchup where they have a guy who's giving them a lot of trouble and they want a guy to press full court and turn a guy multiple times as the, as he's bringing the ball up, that's a Kendrick Nunn task. You know, it's not a Duncan Robinson task. Well, so uh, so there'll be some of that too.
3: You know what's funny about it? And here's one of my eye test things that hopefully when Christian uh, Hernandez or Nakayas – Duncan looks it up it's actually correct I feel like Kendrick Nunn has been better from three than Duncan Robinson has so when you talk about spacing it it's is if you want spacing is Kendrick Nunn not doing the same things
4: that Duncan right, Robinson full does? Of threes for, regularly it's insane what he's doing right off now.
3: the dribble like stuff that uh, duncan robinson can't necessarily do and one of the things that i've noticed is that when ken when duncan robinson starts and the team gets off to a slow start they don't guard duncan robinson they dare him to start making some shots so i don't know so that's why even mac yes matchups matter but if you want spacing i'm not even sure that duncan robinson provides more spacing than kendrick nunn does
2: Kendrick Nunn is 11 for 23 from 3 in the preseason.
3: Jeez, are you are you wow. serious? And what's Duncan yeah. Robinson? Cuz Duncan Robinson had like an 0 for 8.
2: Now you now you're forcing me to try to do math very quickly.
3: What's All right, so, uh, this is this is it, it, Kendrick said, Nunn
2: is shooting significantly better, slightly less volume. I won't go into the exact numbers, but Kendrick Nunn is shooting a better percentage.
3: So here's what I'm saying. Matchups be damned. If you need spacing, Kendrick Nunn is a better floor spacer than Duncan Robinson is right now. Now, I know they probably see them both in practice. And who has a better chance of hitting those shots? He is taking
4: Ken- twice as many as Kendrick Nunn is. Well, and, season.
2: And, and and didn't Spoh say Duncan Robinson is one of the best shooters in the world? So, yeah. I,
4: Oh, Spoh, I love Duncan Robinson, man.
2: So I, I feel like they're going to give him a shot to to find his his way from a shooting perspective. Kind of similar to how you stick with a Mike Miller. Or you stick with a James Jones because, you know, eventually no, they are going to start hitting him. He may okay. not have that long of a leash, right, Leif, but, Leif, um,
3: Leif, but Leif, your BS. There was <laughs> there was not a log leash on either Not Mike Miller had a longer leash. James Jones. James Jones had a two three point miss leash. And he was out, like <laughs> he he missed two three pointers, and he was he come back to the bench. Besides the games that Bosch was out
4: and stuff like that, yeah.
3: <laughs> but I'm telling when it when the when the whole squad was healthy, James Jones had two three pointers to miss, and you're gone. He you got to hit one of the first two. And what I see out of uh, Duncan Robinson, and I'm not besmirching the guy. I actually like him because I feel like he's a much bigger body than we give him credit for. He it feels like he does not hit threes until we're up twenty. <laughs> like the the game's out of hand, and all of a sudden, Duncan Robinson is like, "Yeah, time to pile on." He's shooting twenty
4: eight percent from three.
3: 28 percent, and and honestly, Justice is what zero percent right now. Yep.
4: It's,
2: well, and another big thing about all this is that, and and the Orlando game was was a was a, a really interesting. Uh, thing to watch with Jimmy specifically, because that's an element of the preseason that although there's been a lot to celebrate and feel excited about, and obviously they've played well and they've won, like what we haven't seen is what we expect, right? Jimmy is going to be a 25, six and six kind of nightly guy. Um, You know, that's just how that's going to shake out. So like when that is happening every single night, I think it also will change the dynamic of who is uh, most valuable or, or gets comfortable behind the arc and starts to hit shots. You know, like so I think that there's going to be some of that that still uh, those kinks have to be worked out as the season starts.
3: And honestly, Justice has two seasons of shooting 38 percent from three. Uh, a lot of people are down on Justice right now. Like everyone just needs to calm down. Like, let's take the larger sample size and not go crazy over three
4: preseason games. Um, Yeah, there's... I I, do think it's a worthwhile conversation to have about how important Justice and Jimmy working well together on a consistent basis is to the ceiling of the team. Because that was something I was not worried about, but it was in the back of my head, right? Where Justice, his only time as a point guard, he's had this uneven experience as a pro where he's played all five positions, mostly four, but... uh, he has this uneven experience where he came up last year as a point guard after Goran got hurt, and he was the point guard of a team that didn't have any other great scoring options. Now he has to be the point guard of a team that has Jimmy Butler, and again, we haven't seen him besides the Orlando game take control yet. So I do think it is a conversation worth uh, you know worth having because we haven't really seen it yet how to me, their dynamic is to me, when they're not in transition when they're in half court.
3: To me, I will, um, and I, I'll, I, I'll, I'll, you can you can answer this question next, Leif. I don't think justice. Justice's scoring is important. Like, I don't think... I think if he scores 12 a game this year, that's fine. But he has to have 12 a game with seven and a half assists and six rebounds.
2: Absolutely Maybe- agree. I, I think that it isn't necessarily that he scores a ton of points it's that he has to consistently be able to keep defenses honest so like it's more it's more about the percentages and it's more about the percentages related to good volume like obviously like he can't if he's shooting 50% but he's taking three shots that's not working and I know he's gonna shoot more than that but like so if he's keeping defenses honest if he's getting 11 and 7 and 6 or something like that like that's awesome I'm
3: super happy with that right like point draymond basically right he's like a point guard version of what draymond does because exactly. and what what you've seen with him and jimmy on the floor together and i honestly i just think they haven't given a shit about the first quarter in a lot of these games when they decided oh shit let's uh let's play some ball him and jimmy on the perimeter uh, what i think the last podcast i said it at the first quarter they, they have a 115 defensive rating which is trash the second and third quarter, it drops to 75 defensive rating with Jimmy and Justice on the floor. That, to me, is the most impactful thing. Like, 75 defensive rating with those two on the floor?
4: It probably feels like both of those numbers are kind of just preseason noise. But, again, when you balance those numbers out, that's still a good defensive rating. They've been in the uh, you know top five defensive rating, I think, this whole time.
2: I mean, there's already been reports that they have been uh, heard – Barking at each other about who gets to take the toughest defensive assignment night overnight. And Justice that is and Miami Heat basketball. Yes, Justice and Jimmy. Oh, man. So that, that's certainly Miami Heat basketball right There's there. There's
3: a lot of reports about Jimmy and Justice's relationship and Jimmy's Jimmy and Her- Hero's relationship. And when we talk about chemistry and you put those guys together, I really – I love the way Justice and Hero play together. Oh, yeah. I love it. Like, Very when, natural. I'm telling you because Especially when you
4: throw Kelly in there, that we haven't seen that lineup yet. Kelly is going to oh, make yeah. that lineup flow even think, more. That I think that they're going to be a good offense once they get that lineup together with Harold and Linnick playing alongside Jimmy Justice and Bam.
3: I mean, overall, there's a lot. There's a lot to be excited about this season, right? And I just listen. It's just as, about putting it all
4: together by right? figuring out what's the formula that works the uh, the best.
3: As a current Heat Twitter president, I guess I'm a dictator at this point. Yeah. Because no one's. we haven't had an election in about six years. I just want everybody to stop pitting one of the young guys against another or one player against another or trashing Justice because he hasn't hit a three, but he's doing a thousand other things really well or worried about Jimmy's offensive output or saying uh, Kendrick Nunn over Deion. Witt-
4: Is this like your State of the Union?
3: Yeah, this is my, I, think, I think it's like my State of the Union. I'm, I would probably – I, I want to write it out this year. Um, I, I usually write it out every year, like every other year. But um, I just want everyone to just calm down because I think as a overall unit, like these guys are going to be fine. Like I'm looking at you, Slim, right now worried about Bam. So, actually, Slim, Skinny McGee is six here. Six of six
4: tonight. Offensive of monster. He's super yeah Jimmy worded. called Bam the heart of the team. And, and and I I sent that right to Slim as soon as he said that. And Ud called them a while back. The you know the guy to keep forward the heat culture. He said something like that. So my thing. Call them the next lifer.
3: I think a lot of the times what you're gonna see you're gonna see six guys in double digits, right? You're gonna see guys who one night score nineteen, the so next exactly night score six seven. tonight. There's six guys in double digits right? exactly. And so you know, 40, I think that's what points. you're gonna see a lot of going forward. Guys are gonna do what they have to do that night to win. And I don't think a single guy on this team cares about his points per game. I don't think he, there's – okay, now there might be one guy or <laughs> <laughs> or a couple guys. But they, I don't think the points per game matter. I don't think minutes per game matter. I don't think rebound – I don't think any of that – whatever it takes to win, I think that's what you're going to see out of this team. Um, so I think we're at our time limit, man. We're, what, 30, 40 minutes? Ethan likes 20-minute podcasts. I think we're way over 20 minutes. Where are we at? 40? Oh, shit. All right, guys. it's uh, It's been fun. I don't know if you guys have if, – if Leif has a State of the Union. Leif does a State of the Union every year, doesn't he?
2: Yeah, but it's usually related to free agency heading into the off season. <laughs> but maybe I'll cook something up, get, get a thread going for uh, before the first regular season game.
3: All right, guys. So we're going to have a podcast on Monday – uh With Eric Reed, the voice of the Miami Heat, Ethan told me I'm not even allowed to be on that episode because he's embarrassed <laughs> of me. He, no, I'm, I'm dead. At, he didn't say he's embarrassed of me. Ethan said it might be better if I do it myself because of the relationship, which is basically him saying, out I'm embarrassed of you. I don't want you on the episode with uh Eric Reed of the Miami Heat." Which is, but it's a great kickoff kickoff episode. You guys are gonna love it. Uh, we have the first regular season game on Monday. All three of us, me, Ethan, and Alex, will all be out there. Did I say Wednesday? You said Monday. Wednesday. Wednesday is the first regular season game. All three of us will be out there that night. Uh, You'll get a podcast after the game. We'll probably do a 305 live uh, before the game. So there's going to be a ton of content next week. And most importantly, next Saturday, October 26th, I think it's the 26th. Yes, October 26th at GQ's Craft House in Lauderhill. You heard the ad at the top of the episode. We are going to be having a watch party for the first road game of the season. Yes, I chose a game against the Milwaukee Bucks, and I know our record in
4: watch parties is
3: pretty bad. I think we're 0 for 11 at this point. Also, 0
4: and 1 against the Milwaukee Bucks. I remember we had one last year, and we got absolutely murked by them. But
3: now Listen. Is it smarter to do a game that you had a good chance of losing anyway or like last season? Because if you're going to lose, lose with five reasons
4: because last season we had a game. Win with five reasons. How about counterpoint? Win with five reasons. We
3: know where they're not going to win. So last season we had a game against the Magic and Josh Richardson threw up on himself four times at the end of the the game. The team
4: that eventually overtook the Heat as a playoff team. and it was was our first
3: watch party of the season. We were at Duffy's in North Miami Beach. We had like 100 people out there. We were by the pool. Beautiful night, and I didn't enjoy a second of it because I got drunk and I was super upset screaming about Josh Richardson and how we couldn't give him up for Jimmy Butler. Anyway. (laughs) Jimmy
2: don't care about no watch party record.
3: (laughs) Jimmy, listen, if this team is legit, we will know if they can beat the five reasons curse, if this team beats the five reasons curse, you might as well book your tickets for the, for the finals.
2: pots and pans,
3: <laughs> <laughs> pots and pans on bird road. We're going nuts. All right, guys, it's been a fun episode. We'll talk to you on Monday. This is out for five reasons, sports five on the floor and we out.